0: This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by ExpressVPN and Stitch Fix.
1: Now, if you know us, you know we love sitting down and snuggling up with a hot cup of coffee to read some legal documentation. Mm -hmm. Last week, we looked at a criminal case involving multiple eBay employees accused of engaging in a coordinated cyber-stalking and harassment campaign against a blogger. This week, let's take a look at a hot new civil case that just dropped, which has Twitch as the plaintiff. Mm -hmm. And when we say this case is hot, we mean hot. Because it's a guy suing Twitch because the women streamers on there are too hot for something. Yeah, it's wild. So let's take a look. So the plaintiff here is Eric Estevio of San
0: Jose, California, representing himself. And we'll get to the backstory on this guy in a bit. But for now, let's just read some uh, from some of the introduction slash statement of facts here. The plaintiff has been a Twitch Prime and Turbo subscriber for years now, whom also suffers from depression, OCD, panic disorder, agoraphobia, and Crohn's disease. And because of these maladies, he heavily relies on the internet for all his entertainment purposes, as many others do during this difficult time. And due to the COVID-19 pandemic, many people have to stay home for entertainment, and are quarantining themselves, including the particularly vulnerable children. As for the plaintiff, he only leaves his house for Inflectra infusions, having to deal with his Crohn's disease. Otherwise,
1: he's always on the computer, constantly using and watching Twitch. Mr. Estevio suffers from sex addiction due to his obsessive compulsive disorder that makes him obsessed with sex and compulsions. Twitch has extremely exacerbated his condition by displaying many sexually suggestive women streamers through Twitch's twisted programming and netcode, making it nearly impossible for the plaintiff to use Twitch without being exposed to such sexual suggestive content. There is no way for the plaintiff to filter streams he'd like to watch based on gender, male or female. Therefore, the plaintiff has to choose a game and or category to watch, with thumbnails showing these scantily clad women, alongside men, of being the only streaming channels available to him. He cannot filter out the women on this site. No viewer can. Twitch doesn't have a gender filter or preference for a viewer to choose to only watch men or women. Therefore, Mr. S. is exposed to all genders while searching for any type of stream. In addition,
0: Twitch also takes advantage of the plaintiff and many other sexually addicted viewers by allowing them to subscribe donate or pay bits to these women streamers, who are only streaming with the sole purpose of taking advantage of such disadvantaged individuals who just want to watch a video game stream through Twitch, but then are enticed to spend money on these women for attention and sexual innuendo the streamer may do when donated to, i.e. blow a kiss into the camera and make sexual ASMR noises to entice the sexually addicted viewer to donate more. Twitch uses this immediate gratification reward system against their sexually addicted viewers, no different than how a casino would or how the website Chatterbait.com operates. Twitch just doesn't care as they should, and as is explicitly written down by their own lawyers
1: in their own TOS shown below. And yeah, that's followed up by quotes from Twitch's Terms of Service related to sexually suggestive content and nudity, after which, Estevio writes, However, as you can see from the screenshots below, Twitch did not permanently ban these violators of their own TOS, as all of these female streamers continue to operate and influence kids under the tender age of 13, and all because these female streamers continue to generate Twitch a lot of revenue via subscriptions, donations, and bits, all of which Twitch takes more than half. As you can see, these women continue to expose viewers who just want to see people playing video games on Twitch, but instead get exposed to sexually addictive material and content on a consistent and regular basis daily. So what follows
0: is 22 pages of not-safe-for-work photos of various female Twitch streamers, which basically amounts to a list of 20 hottest Twitch streamers, but in lawsuit form. Now, in case you're wondering, uh, it's uh, Amaranth cuckoo. Uh, ST Peach, Jade the Jaguar, Pink Sparkles, Valeria 7K, Daniela Azwaj, Lil Chipmunk, Iaris 2, The Rachel, Christy Pride, Sonia Shio, Gavrilka? Gavril, so I'm having a you understand how I'm having trouble with these names. A lot of them are formatted weird and anyways, Mizzy Rose, K-Pike Fashion, Alinity, QTC <laughs> QT Cinderella, Mane, Velvet 7, and Loser Fruit. Wow. Uh, And uh, only about half of these pictures are even from Twitch streams. A lot of it is stuff that was posted to other sites, but as uh, Eric Estevio points out, all of these streamers still operate today as the most popular streams on the channel and provide Twitch with the most income generated, as well as providing links to their Instagrams on their Twitch homepages for easy access to more lewd photos. These Instagrams are linked on their Twitch page in the info section below for the sexually addicted and underage kids to click on in order to easily access more sexually explicit material. Damn. he's going after your Instagram next. Yeah. Your Honor,
1: Thirst Trap. Yep. The whole world's turning into a big old Thirst Trap, Mm -hmm. and this man is trapped. Esteveo, he saves his most severe condemnation, though, for Sasha Gray, a nice lady who we've met. He writes, However, the cream of the crop, Twitch's most egregious act yet, is officially partnering with a porn star known as Sasha Gray, who attracts anywhere from 2,000 to 7,000 viewers on a daily basis, some of which, undoubtedly, are 13 years of age or younger. Now, this part's especially weird, considering that Sasha Gray's been completely out of the porn game for literally a decade, mm-hmm. and her social media presence nowadays consists of pretty normal everyday pictures of herself. Uh, more recently, a lot of posts about Black Lives Matter. Um, but, you know, she was in porn at one point, so I guess allowing her to partner with Twitch is Twitch's most egregious act yet. Yeah. Uh, anyways, shit gets real fun next in the claims and harm section of a lawsuit. Buckle up.
0: Uh, the plaintiff, who suffers from sexual addiction, has suffered much worse, given that Twitch has exacerbated his condition. The plaintiff's username on Twitch is the real Eric Estevio, and he is following exactly 786 female streamers while following zero male streamers. With that number continuing to grow, as the plaintiff has little control over his addiction. Twitch does not limit how many female viewers a customer can follow via their website. Oh wow. Um, Attached to this lawsuit is the Lay Forensic Applications of Sex Addiction, which depicts many examples of previous lawsuits in which case law is well-established depicting those companies such as Twitch can be held liable for their misconstrued and devious actions if done with extreme disregard for the consumer's well-being through negligence or fallible company policies. Listed below are examples, although a bit graphic, this is how he wrote it. Yeah, the, the whole thing is just so long-winded. He is representing himself. Yeah. Listed below our examples, although a bit graphic, are of the utmost importance to display how Twitch's lax policy enforcing has harmed the plaintiff by not filtering out these sexually suggestive women and their
1: content. A. The plaintiff had purchased a flashlight previously, which went largely unused, until Twitch. Mr. Estevio began using this device while he watches female Twitch streamers and often ends up chaffing his penis every day with the device, making it extremely painful and constant, which ends up causing redness and mild infections at the tip since the flashlight is electrical and also vibrates. The plaintiff therefore often has to use Neosporin on the tip to prevent necrosis. He wrote this about himself? He he did. uh, First of all, what a flashlight. Second of all, This is some depraved shit. We should have put a fucking don't eat while watching this episode warning. Sorry, too late. B, the plaintiff often stays up for hours, staring at the breasts of girl streamers, which ends up damaging his retina and (laughs) making his eyes bloodshot for days. Eyedrops do nothing to hide his shame from his parents. and He is often questioned by people he comes into contact with as to why his eyes are so bloodshot and red, which leads to further embarrassment and isolation. The eyedrops, they do nothing. And C. The plaintiff once ejaculated on his PC monitor, causing a short circuit and small fire within the electrical system of his gaming rig and causing his apartment to blackout temporarily. By the way, I'm shooting fine-ass ropes. I don't even know how that would work. You come on your screen and it starts a fire? I come so much. Yeah, it actually
0: shot through the screen. Yeah, it broke through the back and then dribbled down the wall and then got into the computer. That's the
1: only way I can see that working, and if so, congrats.
0: Uh, Yeah, so yeah, that's a lot, and uh, sorry. It's also the worst of it, but uh, Estevio's lawsuit also includes him complaining about how even with a Twitch Turbo subscription, which is supposed to provide an ad-free experience, he's having to see ads. Hmm. When it comes down to it, he's got the same problem as everyone else online. Yeah. If I pay for something, I shouldn't have to see an ad. Yeah, so why is he seeing ads, though? Now, he's seeing them because he ke- he keeps getting erroneously banned <laughs> from channels and has to create another non-Turbo account in order to see the chat. Hmm. Now, he doesn't mention why exactly <laughs> he keeps getting banned from channels, but it, I don't think it'd be much of a mystery
1: here. Yeah, he's, especially since he's he just admitted that he often is strapped into a fleshlight while he's watching these streams. Yeah. What did he, I wonder what he wrote
0: in the chat that got him banned from these channels. That poor fleshlight, anytime it sees the monitor turn on. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. You know he doesn't clean it. Oh, no wonder he has, like, problems. Yeah, up. the Neosporin's probably because... Uh, You're supposed to run it through a sink at least. Yeah, it's probably got some funk in there. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he also says that he gets... Uh, that the free video games that you get with Amazon Prime subscriptions are a terrible deal compared to a- Xbox Game Pass. Uh, even though the two services, they're not really comparable in any way. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Yeah. The free games with Prime is just sort of like a little Hey, bonus. by the way, here yeah, you go. Here, here's some extra shit. Xbox Game Pass is like a... A serious effort to yeah. go to like digital only games. No pit. one is and signing they have a, up ba- a vast collection because they're Microsoft and you're paying for it.
1: Yeah, no one's signing up for Twitch Prime specifically for like the free skins you get.
0: yeah, it's like, oh, you have Amazon Prime. now you get some bonuses on Twitch. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and look, lastly, he really doesn't like the hosted raids feature because it allows, quote, female streamers to promote other sexually suggestive streamers in an endless cycle. And compares it to viewbody. Even though it's absolutely not at all the same thing as viewbotting. And I guarantee it wasn't just that that pissed him off. Because somewhere along the road, he was fucking that fleshlight. Yeah. And he was about to coom. And switch to a dude. A dude. And then he couldn't coom.
1: He's like, I don't follow any dudes. Maybe I should follow this guy. No. No. I will I follow stay 768 women and no dudes. No. Yeah. Anyway, finally, we get to the request for relief section of the lawsuit where Eric Estevio finally just spells out what exactly he wants out of this whole embarrassing affair. Quote, Plaintiff respectfully prays for a judgment against defendant for, one, injunctive and immediate cancellation and permanent ban of the female streamers listed above, along with any other female or male streamers that violate Twitch's own TOS in a similar way. Also, for the permanent ban of any and all female or male streamers that have not yet been permanently banned for such sexually suggestive content as has been displayed in this lawsuit. And two, $25 million in punitive damages to be split between the plaintiff and other Twitch Prime Turbo subscribers with any monies left over to be donated to both COVID-19 and Black Lives Matter charities and funds of the court's choosing.
0: Well, good for him, I guess, for putting that like, uh, you see how, how much of a nice guy yeah. I am at the end there?
1: Yeah, I mean, if this is all just a deranged backdoor way to get uh, some much-needed money to charities that need it. We salute you. Yeah, but, I, uh, I don't
2: think
0: that's the case. Though. I don't think
1: that's the case. No. Listen,
0: I'll take my... What is it? He's asking for $25 million and then he gets half.
1: And then the $25 million split across With the all turbos. Of, and there's got to be enough turbo subscribers that this will yeah. get diluted. Regardless, like
0: he's, in his head, you would assume it's got to be like, well, I'm probably going to make like 5 or $10 million off this. And then, you know, everyone else will get some money too. But uh, I'm the one who had to put myself out there. Mm -hmm. I had had to be the one to embarrass myself. I told everyone
1: about my disgusting infected penis.
0: (laughs) Don't you think I deserve something for it? So, yeah, this is a hell of a case. It's possibly groundbreaking. For years, some in the Twitch community have expressed frustration at what they see as, a, as the site's double standard when it comes to how the rules are enforced against female streamers compared to male streamers. And those people, I don't know, they, they may, I, who knows if they have a point or not. It just is often expressed very poorly. Very poorly. It just comes off sounding very incel-ish. Yeah. Uh, and finally, this issue gets taken up in the legal system. And it's the most blatant, blatantly incel take on the whole thing possible. So, really uh, going yeah. with a Hail Mary this time. Yeah. This case will almost certainly never make it into a courtroom, not just because it's the ravings of a man who claims Twitch is responsible for damage to his penis, but also because, like we mentioned earlier, Eric Estevio has a bit of a history with lawsuits, and every single one has been thrown out.
1: Yeah, so Estavia was actually pretty notorious back in the day, around 10 years ago. Uh, he sued Sony because he was banned from Resistance Fall of Man's online servers for repeatedly saying racial and homophobic slurs in chat. Uh, he sued Microsoft because his Xbox got the red ring of death. All right, well. Well, but they, they were given free red ring uh, repairs for that. Yeah. He could have just sent it back. Anyway, he sued Nintendo because a system update made it harder to install unauthorized software. They wouldn't let him jailbreak it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sued Activision Blizzard because his WoW character walked too slow. Oh. And, you, you got to get the carrot for your
0: amount yeah. and the carrot for your mouth. <laughs> uh,
1: and then he also he sued a bunch of like, news websites and message boards for libel because people were making fun of him for filing all these lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that, that might not even be all the lawsuits. Uh, it's been long enough that a lot of the information about his previous lawsuits is hard to track down. But for a while there, he was a very litigious person, specifically against video game-related companies.
0: Yeah, at the time, he was so notorious on gaming websites for his litigiousness that he decided to publish an e-book in 2012 titled The PSN Plaintiff, A Biography. Even though it's not a biography, it's an autobiography because he wrote it about himself. So off to a great start. Uh, There's some sample pages available online, so let's just take a look. Chapter 1, Life Before Litigation. The year was 1980. Many historic events happened that year. Atari released Space Invaders and dominated the market for video game consoles, only to crash three years later. The Intellivision system was released in North America as the main competitor of Atari. Arcade games such as Pac-Man were among the most popular of the time. The video game market was in its prime. On March 24, 1980, I, Eric Estevillo, was born in San Jose, California. At first, I came into the world just like everybody else, a clean slate with my whole life ahead of me. While my entrance into this world and the early development of the video game market may seem irrelevant to each other, years later they would end up going hand-in-hand. Hand. I am the man who is famously known for suing Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Activision Blizzard, and this is my story.
1: So yeah, the rest of what's available, just you know, a couple sample pages, it just talks about how he loved video games as a kid and didn't have a lot of friends, and at one point had a crush on a girl in middle school. It cuts off right before... We get to what looks like it's at leading up to a very cringeworthy, embarrassing moment. But mm-hmm. to read the whole thing, to read any further in the 40-page autobiography that's called a biography, requires paying $3.99 for the ebook. And I don't really feel like doing that. Um, it's been out for eight years. We haven't seen a single person uh, actually review it anywhere. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find any reviews. So I don't know. On the one hand, it would be funny to buy it and read from. But then again, he'd probably just sue us because he likes suing people. Yeah. So... No. Um, plus, we get the sneaking suspicion that we're right now just kind of playing right into what really gets this guy off. It's not, it's not the big Twitch titties. It's people talking about him. Mm-hmm. His LinkedIn page literally just says, famous for my video game lawsuits. Google my name for more information. Yeah. So, uh, Well. He's not, he's not suing to win. He's suing to make a point. Like, yeah. But you heard of me, haven't you? Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah. it, but
0: didn't he at one point? I saw this circu- circulating around with the whole thing. Was like, my lawsuit days are over.
1: Yeah, he retired. Well, that's the thing. He went like a whole decade without he's really like,
0: suing anyone. And he said he was like going to pivot into complete positivity and like world yeah. change. Nope. He, uh, that didn't take. And he just tacked on the COVID relief on this one. Uh, yeah. A litigious man
1: can only go so long without suing. I mean, he did he go a long time. A, a, yeah. His self control with lawsuits, much better than his self control with masturbating. While watching Twitch. Well, that's why he couldn't do any lawsuits. He was too busy, you know, watching yeah. Twitch. But uh, yeah, Twitch, I mean, like, this is a real legal document. Twitch does have to officially respond to it <laughs> within the next, like, month. So yeah. uh, that'll be interesting. Should be interesting. Um, but yeah, hell of a story there. Yeah, anyways,
0: uh, we've got Phil Larrigo coming up via satellite once again with some news for you, as well as some depressing updates on the COVID-19 situation in America. But first, it's time to thank this week's sponsors, starting with ExpressVPN. You ever searched for something online that maybe you wouldn't want other people to know about? Of course you have. Who hasn't been there? Maybe you thought you were being clever by firing up an incognito window so none of it saves to your browser history. Well... We hate to break it to you once again, but incognito mode doesn't actually hide anything. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your ISP can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why, when we're at home, we never
1: go online without ExpressVPN. That's right. Doesn't matter if you get your internet from Verizon or Comcast or whatever. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies but ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time you won't even realize that you have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use, all you have to do is tap one button you're protected.
0: ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number 1 by CNET and Wired. Visit our exclusive link expressvpn.com/newsday and you can get an extra 3 months free on a 1 year package. That is e x p r e s s v p n.com/newsday,
1: expressvpn.com/newsday to learn more. And this episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. Wouldn't it be great if every clothing store you shopped at had only your size, what styles you like, and at the price you want? Well, Stitch Fix is a company focused on making that happen. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling company that makes getting your clothes that you love effortless. It's a completely different way to shop that's all about you every time. To get started, go to stitchfix.com newsday to set up your profile, and they'll deliver great looks personalized just for you, in your colors, styles, and budget. You pay a $20 styling fee for each fix, which is credited
0: towards anything that you keep, schedule at any time, there's no subscription required, plus shipping, returns, and exchanges, they're all easy and free. Stitch Fix does the hard work for you, making great style effortless for everybody, including men, women, and kids. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash newsday and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That is stitchfix.com slash newsday for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. stitchfix.com slash newsday.
3: All right, Phil,
1: what do you got for us?
3: Time Machine 2016. Charter, a huge cable provider, put in a bid to buy Time Warner Cable and they got their wish $78.7 billion later. How do people respond? Well, consumer groups weren't happy because after the merger, Charter's cable empire would span 41 states and service 25 million customers. Essentially, a big cable company ate another big cable company and became the second largest in the US. Back in 2016, the FCC was run by Tom Wheeler. His agency said, all right, Charter, we'll approve the purchase of Time Warner if and only if you abide by some rules. For seven years, Charter would have to give 2 million customers a high speed internet connection. They will not be permitted to charge usage based prices or impose data caps. And they'll be prohibited from charging interconnection fees, inclusion to online video providers, essentially no data caps, no charging data fees to streaming services. Plus you have to compete in rural areas with other high speed providers. So in 2016, Charter promises to play by the government's internet rules. In 2020, Charter asks if they can stop playing by the government's internet rules that they agreed to in 2016. So, all right, so they agreed to conditions and then they want those conditions to go away now that their almost $80 billion deal went through. Am I missing something? what? So Ars Technica talked to Charter who said, it doesn't currently plan to impose data caps or charge its interconnection policy, but it wants the option to do so. So they don't impose data caps now, but they want the rules to be removed so they can possibly do it in the future. The whole point of the rules is to prevent data caps and now, hey, I don't wanna pay taxes. Can I have that rule removed? (sighs) So there's a longer quote on the seven-year rules and I I will humanize their corporate speak and add emphasis where I deem appropriate. Once the conditions expire, Charter will weigh the options as we would any business decision, but is currently not even considering implementing data caps or charging for interconnection and has no plan, no plan to do so. What Charter sees is a level playing field so we can continue to grow and provide superior service to our customers across the country. All right. Analogy time. Um, look, we're in a relationship and I know we said no cheating, but I want the no cheating rule removed. I am not even considering cheating on you, but we should remove the no cheating rule because, because I don't want to cheat on you. Yeah. The crazy thing is this isn't even the first set of merger rules that Charter wanted to go away. Remember the condition that Charter would have to give 2 million customers high-speed internet connections? Well, that quietly died in 2017 when, oh, God damn it, Agipay's FCC voted to kill the rules. So Charter promised their purchase would create more affordable phone service and more competition. And with these rules dead, they won't have to go into underserved rural areas to compete. So let me just really, really break this down. No competition, is less than more competition, which they promised more competition, but there's gonna be no competition. So these recent rules in question aren't just getting wiped away, thankfully. The FCC put out notice that they'll be taking public comments to see if they should allow this to happen. I'm trying to think, when was the last time, when was the last time they did something like this? Aha, yeah, remember this? Net neutrality, and that ended up with millions of made up comments in favor of killing net neutrality. It got so bad that two senators say their identities were stolen for fake anti-net neutrality comments. The New York attorney general has been investigating this and you can search for your name in the comments to see if a fake one was put in your name and file a report. You're famous. But this has to be an isolated incident, right? Two big companies merge and Charter's just the bad apple. Well, the recent Sprint T-Mobile merger was under fire since it was announced in 2018. But T-Mobile was like, hey, this is a good thing, and we're gonna create jobs from day one. But on day 66, they stopped creating jobs and started creating layoffs, which are kind of the opposite of jobs. And yesterday, they pulled a page right out of the charter playbook and are trying to wiggle out of the merger conditions that were specifically put in place, allowing them to merge. Mind you, the merger was final April 1st, 2020. It's June 25th and they've already broken the promise about creating jobs and asked if they could have more rules for it. It's like April to, Ju- you could even wait till July 4th. One of the conditions they wanna get rid of is 5G rollout. So T-Mobile agreed to a condition requiring average speeds of 300 megs down in 93% of California by the end of 2024. But now T-Mobile asked the CPUC for an extra two years to comply, saying it should have until the end of 2026. T-Mobile claims the 2024 date was a mistake because the 2024 date was a proxy. It was an oops, and now they need two more years. But both these dates seem absolutely insane to me because this video posted to T-Mobile's YouTube channel, they claim that T-Mobile nationwide 5G is live on December 2nd, 2019. Now they want seven years to complete what they said was live seven months ago. The next condition was hiring. There is a mandate that T-Mobile must increase within three years of the transactions closing. It's net full-time jobs in California by a thousand jobs more than the current full-time jobs of Sprint, Assurance Wireless, and T-Mobile. And what does T-Mobile say? The commission simply does not have the authority to require a wireless carrier to hire a particular number of employees in a given time period. The legislature has never granted it such authority and prior to the issuance of the decision, the commission has not attempted to impose such a mandate on any other communications provider in any context. T-Mobile also said the condition is particularly burdensome and unjustified in light of the current COVID-19 crisis. They didn't even lead with COVID. COVID, the thing that caused, I don't know, almost 20% unemployment in America, the thing that would be an amazing opportunity for them to hire a ton of people. No, their number one argument is that the legal body whose rules they agreed to doesn't have the power to create the rules that they agreed to. It's fucking stunning the balls on these peeps so i know the stuff i'm talking about with t-mobile and charter and stuff seems like small potatoes with everything else happening in the world but what sucks is well we're busy dealing with disease and inequality and police brutality we're gonna come back to our lives in like i don't know a year or two if things ever get normal and be like why the fuck is my internet and phone so expensive yet still so shitty and this stuff will be why so here's some some good stuff to to leave on a positive note boston has banned police and city use of facial recognition software. This is great, especially while protests are going on, and it will hopefully slow down the tracking of citizens and wrongful arrests because, oh, the
1: software sucks. Bye. Oh, thank you, Phil. Good shit. Mm -hmm. Now on to your regularly scheduled COVID-19 update. Is it good news? No. Oh, oh, it's not good news?
0: (laughs) No. Well, I thought we had this thing licked.
1: What happened? Mm.
0: What, where did we
1: go wrong? So, I don't know. Once again, let's, as is tradition, let's kick things off with some clips from a local government meeting. Thankfully, this time, not in California, but Palm Beach County, Florida. This one is wild. Here you go.
2: You literally cannot mandate somebody to wear a mask knowing that that mask is killing people. It literally is killing people. And my, the people, we the people, are waking up and we know what citizen's arrest is. Because citizen's arrests are already happening, okay? And every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested and you, Doctors are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. Every single one of you have a smirk behind that little mask, but every single one of you are going to get punished by God. You cannot, you cannot escape God. You cannot escape God. I'm going to say that again. You cannot escape God, not even with the mask or six feet. Okay? Six feet, like I said before, is military protocol. You're trying to get the people to train them so when the, the cameras, the 5G comes out, what? They're, they're, gonna, they're gonna scan everybody? We gotta get scanned? We gotta get temperatured. The kids have to go to school with masks? Are you insane? are you crazy I think all of you should be in a psych ward right the heck now because none of you none of you know what the hell you are all talking about this is insane and then you want to open this meeting with a prayer to God are you praying to the devil because God is not listening to that prayer because all of you are practicing the devil's laws. what happened to Bill Gates why is he not in jail why is Hillary Clinton not in jail why are all of all of these pedophiles that that are demanding you all to, to listen to their rules. Why are they not in jail? Oh, is it because you're part of them? Thank are you, you part ma'am. of the deep your state? Time has expired. The deep state is going ma'am, down. And if any of you are morning. in the deep state, you're going down with it. Um, Where
4: do you derive the authority to regulate human breathing? I ask you this because this is very important. You all are playing doctors and you're not. And God gave us the very breath that we are to breathe. I would also like to know, where do you get the authority to reduce my oxygen? Who made you perpetrators over my life? I would like to also say in Congress is where laws are made. They have to write a bill. That bill has to also go through the Senate. You cannot just make laws. That is unconstitutional. That is not how we run this country as a republic. You have taken and overreached authorities that you do not have. And ma'am, as a doctor, I really have many question marks about your degrees and what you really know. Because what you say is the political dogma that they're trying to shove down our throats on every commercial, in every store, and it's disgusting. And I'm sorry, ma'am, but I don't think that you are worthy of your credentials. And I would ask suggestively that you go back to school and get educated.
0: Ma'am, there is a difference between commenting on her. Okay, then I will go back to my comments to each and
4: every one of you as representatives of the human race, where you're supposed to represent people. And Mrs. Baker, okay, I'm not allowed to say your name, but still. It is appalling that each and every one of you sitting up there as human beings Part of the human race, the only race that we have, would suggest to muffle people, to put masks on our face, to keep us from breathing oxygen, to get us to become sickly. Now there's so much evidence, the CDC itself said they made a mistake. There's not enough to make this a pandemic. This is a planned-demic. This is totally political and you know it. And I'm asking you to cease and desist from the political agendas that you're being propagandized to stand with and try to hold us hostage Thank as you, American man. citizens. Thank you very much.
0: Cool. Yeah. <sighs> it's, it's like they're, they're like, this group is like, we're not being heard well enough. We're not being received well online.
1: Mm-hmm. What we got to do is amp it up, people. We got to amp things up. We need to go to every county commissioner's meeting in this country and let them know. Yeah, not wearing the mask. Not going to do it. Uh, Also, (laughs) you know what? One more clip. Screw it. Here's a clip from an anti-mask rally over in Arizona. This guy is a Scottsdale city councilman named Guy Phillips. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Insanity. Insanity. So, uh, horrible, but in good news, Palm Beach County, they did, they, they went ahead anyway and made masks mandatory in spite of the insane ramblings of their residents. And, uh, for what it's worth, that Scottsdale city councilman did apologize, though, if you ask me, probably something he should have never done in the first place. Yeah. But look, it's clear, looking at clips like this, why America has so utterly failed at stopping this virus with the graph, you know, it sure as hell looks like it's only going to keep going up. And it's because people... They're asked to do the most basic preventative measures and they lose their goddamn minds. Listen, <laughs> there's a lot of failures
0: here. And it I th- like really, you have a president whose base really listens to him, really trusts him. Yeah. If all he did was say, wear a mask, no. we'll even get the red ones with make America Great Again printed if you on. Wear a mask, you're pussy. Joe that's, Rogan told me. That's the problem, man. It sucks so bad that like the basic precautions like he refuses to even acknowledge that it is would help yeah doesn't wear one himself like it's just it 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 sucks man it really also sucks
1: like I, 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 masks like i don't see how wearing masks makes you a pussy fucking cowboys wear bandanas around their face we've already Ninjas. been over this. where they cover their mouth i've been
0: over this before but when you wear a mask 99% of people aren't going to be able to recognize who you are so why are you embarrassed? Yeah, or think why, that anyone's going to think differently of you? Why do you care? Yeah, you're you're protected. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we mentioned this in our previous episode, but when the EU opens uh, its borders again next month, all signs point to people from the U.S. being banned from entry, along with Brazil, Russia, and probably several others indefinitely, until we figure it out or die off. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of this is set in stone yet, but yeah, it's it should be, and it is kind of embarrassing as a country. To, to, it's,
1: it's embarrassing,
0: yeah, especially since it looks like China will probably face uh, probably not face the same travel ban into the EU, but uh, also Europe they might not open in July at all. So that's that's also a potential thing. Yeah, uh, since new cases they've been accelerating in, uh, over there as well. So.
1: Yeah. Not really at like the rate that we have. We're not, really yeah. nailing it. Europe, Europe's had like a slight uptick. Mm-hmm. The U.S., especially like California, Texas, Arizona, and Florida. It's just been... Whoosh, yeah. Fucking sucks. Anyways, meanwhile, the Trump administration announced that they're going to stop providing funding for several community-based coronavirus testing sites, most of which are in Texas, which has absolutely surged in new cases since reopening. Uh, Texas senator and porno enthusiast Ted Cruz, he pushed back on this a bit uh, because, you know, the thing about Republicans is they, they always care about things when it affects them directly and personally. But not before. But not before that.
0: Also, Ted Cruz filing a lawsuit against Twitter for having pornography on their website. It's just too tempting. You scroll through, your thumb There's accidentally... all over Twitter. You go into your porn feed. Oh, jeez! And you start scrolling with your thumb, and you accidentally hit the little like button. I bought a
1: flashlight. I didn't use it much until I got a Twitter account. And now Ted Cruz's penis, I have to put Neosporin. My wife, Heidi, <laughs> she has to put the Neosporin on my penis. She says it stinks. She won't even let me sleep in the same bed. Anyways, uh, look, let's move
0: on. Because Quibi is so desperate to stay in our news cycle, here's some Quibby news, all right? Uh-huh. Turns out the Quibi show 60 in 6 was one of the first COVID-19 clusters in New York City. Okay. With 16 crew members getting infected in early March when there were less than 100 total cases in New York. Most had mild symptoms, but one crew member ended up in the hospital for 10 days. But anyways, since this was so early on, before people were really practicing social distancing, and, you know, if you're a Quibi employee working on a show like this, sky's the limit, baby. Let's go out drinking every night. Yeah, everyone's passing a phone between each other breathing yeah. all over. I work for Quibi. Nothing bad will ever happen. Woo! Financial stability, Wait Put may... it on the Quibi card. Yeah. Uh, these, these Quibi people, they probably spread the disease to at least a few other people, and we all know how exponential growth works yeah. with this. Uh, there's a non-zero chance that Quibi may have killed people before even launching. Wow. It could be zero percent. I... It could also be
1: different. I'm going to... I'm going to put this down in my brain library as Quibi has definitely killed people. <laughs> we are not saying it. Anyway, cases are spiking in Florida, like we said. Yes. And over at the WWE, which has been holding their matches in Orlando without an audience and has already previously had staff test positive. They had several people, again, test positive this week. Mm-hmm. And their response is that uh, they'll just continue testing people before matches. Just keep doing the thing we've been doing. Uh... Here in Southern California, though, which is also spiking, the scheduled reopening of Disneyland on July 17th has officially been postponed. Which makes sense. Yes, good. So the union was about
0: to like have a huge protest on Saturday. So yeah, they got to have that. Going back to the WWE thing, though, was there was big news this morning about one of the hosts. Yeah, got it again. So they had it twice now, which does not bode well for the antibody people. Fuck. Yeah, and a lot of the. I mean, who knows? Because all the information is coming at everyone like a shotgun. But some of the stuff that I was listening to on the radio. Uh, I was saying that anybody's now, they're thinking it only lasts for like a month or two instead of permanently. So if the reports are true, like this woman, I think think it's a woman host that got got it twice. At the beginning and then now again.
1: Damn. But anyway, back in Orlando, uh, they're still apparently planning on reopening Walt Disney World on July 11th. They they have not announced any plans to postpone that. And
0: Ron DeSantis will be there first thing to welcome
1: everyone. With his mouth just wide open, walking around like this. All of you who
0: enter this happy place, we're sorry. Mm -hmm. In Tesla news, though, remember how Elon Musk got in a big fight with Alameda County over reopening his Tesla plant in Fremont and won and promised best-in-class safety conditions and the option for employees to stay home if they felt unsafe and they wouldn't be penalized for it? Well, turns out on that last part, he straight-up lied. Because multiple employees who chose unpaid leave over returning to the factory have been terminated for failure to return to work. Huh. Weird, but he
1: said one thing. Why would Elon lie about something?
0: At least one of the terminated employees was told they could have their job back if they provide a firm return date. But considering how there have been reports of multiple positive coronavirus cases at the plant since reopening, and multiple workers have told the press about how social distancing is impossible at the plant, it's understandable why some of them would want to stay home. Like, hey, can you give us a firm date? Well, no, because the virus hasn't given us a firm date. In fact, the virus is going up.
1: Yeah, and they, uh, like, and companies aren't under any, like, legal obligation to notify uh, employees if one of their employees tests positive. Mm-hmm. So, like, might be nothing, but a lot of people at the Tesla plant, they're just like, yeah, people disappear for, like, two weeks. And all we know is that they're out sick. Yeah. But we don't know anything more than that. Hey, wh- what were you out sick for? No, uh, nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, things aren't looking so great right now. Um, if you've spent the last three months staying at home, practicing social distancing, washing your hands, wearing a mask, and just generally trying to do what you're told to stop the spread of this virus, looks like it might have been all for nothing because other people couldn't be bothered to give a shit about anybody but themselves. Dude, every time, especially because of the past
0: couple days of all the spikes, anytime I go to the grocery store now or anything else that we have to do is terrifying. And like at night, I'll just be like, oh, shit, do I have it? Like, yeah. it's it's constantly worrisome. Like, my my wife is going to the dentist today. Oh, God. And they're doing, like, two patients a day. That's it. But it's still, like, she has to go. They're but... breathing right into your mouth. She ha- like, it oh, sucks. Oh, God. I had to go at the beginning of this whole thing, and it was terrifying, and, like, I was fine, but... I've been wanting to go to the
1: dentist, like, for a long time. And it's just like, well, I'm absolutely not doing that. Yeah. Because it's literally an old man breathing in your mouth. Or woman. Well, but... they, have, they
0: have masks and gloves and everything. Yeah, but the and mask... Uh... My dentist had, like, the full-on, like, okay. PPE. All right. Everything, so... Okay. And I, w- I was fine. I'm just saying, like, shit that has to be done in life now is fucking even more terrifying. And it sucks that, like... The past couple months are essentially worthless. Yeah. All for nothing. Because, yeah, no one could come together.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Individualism.
1: Great. We did it. USA number one. Anyways, uh, be sure to check out these recent episodes over here if you haven't already. Some good stuff there. Got Mixer News. Yeah. Ninja making a lot of money. He Uh, sure is. Trump rally in Tulsa. Big old dud. (laughs) K-pop stands took him down. Yeah. Uh, Great shit. Stay safe out there, please. Don't lose hope just yet.
0: Thank you, Zoomers, for, <laughs> for... It seems like the Zoomers have been pretty good about this whole thing and have been very outspoken on a lot of stuff going on recently, so good for you. The rest of us have to learn. Mm-hmm. Anyway, see you soon.